You're listening to The Real Wealth Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. If you're hoping to enjoy your golden years with enough money to be able to retire, you might find today's episode very enlightening. Today's guest hit his 65th birthday with a nest egg that just wasn't big enough, so he decided to try out real estate investing. He's now seven years into his plan, owns several single-family rentals, and plans on buying more. I'm Kathy Fetke, and welcome to The Real Wealth Show. David Jackson is with me here today to tell us how he got started, and he's hoping his story will inspire others, especially seniors without enough retirement funds, to think about investing in real estate. David, welcome to The Real Wealth Show. Thank you. You started investing in real estate at retirement, and that's something that financial planners don't necessarily recommend, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think so. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, how's it gone for you? You started at 65? Uh And it's seven years ago, and uh, I've uh, already over doubled my original investment. Wow. My retirement funds. Incredible. So how did that work? Now, you... What business were you in before you retired? I was in the vending machine business, small business. I had a small business. Okay. And you were able to sell that? I sold that when I turned 65 and real estate was just taken off coming out of the Great Recession. And it was just the perfect time to get in. And I bought a fourplex with a VA loan. I moved into it for a little bit over a year to make it all legal and fixed it all up, bought it no money down. and and I spent $22,000 remodeling it. Wow. And I, I don't, I'm sorry, I, I don't have it any longer. I did a 1031 exchange and bought a single family house with the money. Okay, so you your first purchase was a fourplex, no money down. Right. Why did you sell it? Well, because of the renters uh, were more single people and it was more turnover. And I was getting older and I didn't, I went into single family because I could get a family that would maybe stay two or three years. You know, it's it's such a really good point because so many people prefer the duplexes and fourplexes, but they don't really understand the difference. And usually what I'll say is, well, what would you rather live in, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right. And there's a lot more work. Mm -hmm. So you did notice more turnover with the fourplex? Oh, definitely more turnover. And uh, and how have the single families worked out? Well, it was it's worked out well. I, I bought one more uh, fourplex that had an apartment in the back in Pueblo, Colorado, and uh, same thing. It was more work and more turnover. And I did a ten thirty one exchange on both of them into two single family houses, and um, so I went from one single family house that I had lived in for fourteen years to f- five single family houses now. No no multifamily. Okay. And are they staying rented? They're rented all the time. Wow. Well, what inspired you to choose real estate over what other retirees tend to choose for their <laughs> for their cash flow product? Well, I, uh, you know, some financial planners say, take the money you have and divide it by the number of years you think you're going to live. And, you know, I didn't want to just scrape by. I didn't set up my retirement. Well, like many people in the United States. And, you know, not only did I more than double my the money that I received out of my small business, but, you know, I lived for seven years without pulling in any retirement money out. Wow. So every year, every month, it increases in value. 
So you were living off the cash flow of the properties and the and at the same time the properties were increasing in value? Right. I was living off the rental properties and social security. Mm-hmm. And um yes, and they were increasing in value. I fixed them all up, you know, and um it made everyone a little better than it was when I bought it anyway. Some of them I fixed up a lot. How did the repairs cut into your cash flow? Has was that noticeable? Well, they all had a positive cash flow. The only one that I put a lot of money in was the uh, first fourplex. I averaged about $5,500 a unit. I took out the old metal cabinets that were in the kitchen from the 1950s and the metal sink with the metal drain board on one side. Took all that out and put in modern cabinets mm-hmm. and uh, new flooring and painted them and raised the value. And as people moved and other new people came, I raised the rents. So I had an income there in addition to my social security check. Excellent. So are you hands-on or do you have property managers or are you managing these properties yourself? Well, both. both. Uh, I have had a property manager when I had the fourplex, I had a property manager in Colorado Springs. I had a property manager in Pueblo. Uh, now I'm buying property in Wichita, Kansas, and I have a property manager there. Okay. What do you prefer, doing it yourself or having other people manage it for you? Uh, I think it's it's much better to have professional property managers mm-hmm. to do it. Just works out better that way. Are you still uh, buying, or are you holding for now what you have? Oh, I want to buy some more. <laughs> Where would you do that? <laughs> uh, probably in Wichita, because it might not be as good as some places. Uh, as far as appreciation, but the cash flow on the property is great. It's, uh, you know, you buy a $100,000 house and rent it for $1,000 a month. Yeah, there's not too many places where you can do that anymore. But when you find it, and it's in a good area that has rental demand, yeah, it's, it's really a great opportunity to still find those 1% rent ratios. So I took uh, the cash from a 1031 exchange, getting rid of the fourplexes, and paid cash for a house there for 95500 and rented it for $1,000 a month. Wow. So Now, do you think you're unique, or do you think other seniors uh, like you in retirement could be able to handle a real estate portfolio like this? I think a lot of people could handle it if they would, you know, ha- have a mentor and study the subject and, and have professional property managers, and I think many people could do it. What kind of mentorship do you think they need the most or just in general that people need when getting into real estate? Because, you know, there's some, some companies that charge an extraordinary amount of a huge fee to, to learn the basics. I mean, can you, can you learn it from a book? And obviously our website has a lot of information, but what do you recommend? Well, I like your website a lot and I've referred it and I've read your book, which is a very good book, by the way. Thank and, you. I, and I read about 35 other books too. <laughs> about real estate. And um, I never paid for any high price seminars. I studied it over a long period of time and knew what I wanted to do when I retired. I just didn't have any money before to invest to get started. And I just mm-hmm. didn't handle my finances very well prior to turning 65 years old. Well, you but, built a business that you could sell. So that that was good. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has that. Yeah, I do worry about people who just aren't, you know, planning for retirement and don't have a business to sell. Maybe they're W two employees and 
aren't building wealth through real estate or through anything else. And yeah, that's, you don't want to reach 65 and have nothing. So what would you tell other seniors today besides like what other books would you recommend and, and uh, what kind of mentorship programs? Well, the first thing I do is get out of debt, you know, make sure you don't have any consumer debt, any credit card debt. And I did that. And I would recommend you want specific books. Sure. Uh, well, for getting out of debt, Dave Ramsey, Total Money Makeover is about the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't totally follow his the way he talks about real estate rental property, but but uh, Robert Kiyosaki, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and uh, I read about 14 of his books. <laughs> Good um, for you. And um, he's more, I think, more along his lines when it comes to real estate. Uh, he believes in debt as long as it's debt, real estate debt. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's making you money. And yeah. of course, I don't have any properties that aren't making me money. They all cash flow well. So uh, I've read others too, uh, those two. And you wrote a very good book. I liked your book because uh, you talked about very few authors will admit they ever made a mistake. (laughs) And, uh, you know, that's how we learn is making mistakes. And, um, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes and uh, that's part of my education. Absolutely. Yeah. I've I've made a lot since then too. It is part of it. And especially when you're a pioneer, so to speak, and and uh, creating new new ways of doing things. You're you're going to have to learn along the way, so it, it does help to learn from somebody else. And it's really inspiring what you've done. How long do you think that you'll continue to own real estate and and cash flow real estate and managing some of these properties? Or do, do you think at some point you'll get into something more passive? I don't know. I thought about it as stopping at seven houses, but I think if I could get the financing, I'd buy more, buy more than that. I think I'd probably buy one a year, um, wow. buy it, clean it up, you know, get it rented, get cash flowing, and then go buy another one. You know, I'm not in any hurry, so probably one a year for the next ten years. <laughs> you know, wonderful. Now, how about the financing? How's that working out? Financing is my is my is the biggest problem I have. I don't have a a real large income and can't get a conventional mortgage. I can't get a Fannie Mae type of mortgage. I have rented out my basement to uh, a senior citizen, and I have rented out two bedrooms and a full bath upstairs in my primary residence to uh, another senior citizen. And um, that has helped. Fannie Mae won't accept that income, but a portfolio lender will, uh, if you're lucky, if you can find one. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my last loan that I made was a ARM, an adjustable rate mortgage. And um, that's about the only way I can get any financing because they'll count um, my roommate income. The IRS calls it border income as part of my income. Other lenders only count the rental property income and Social Security. So that's really good advice to people who haven't retired yet. Get your financing in place before you retire because banks really care about seeing that income. And uh, boy, with rates today, and I mean today, rates are as low as they've been. It's an incredible time to buy. Don't quit your job until you've maxed out your loans while you've got your job, right? I agree with that 100%. Yeah, so. yeah, it's a lot harder later. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but you also are getting a lot of tax benefits by by owning five properties, and that's probably helping a little with with the income you're you're keeping. That helps a lot, yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the equity down it's not near as large as uh, appreciation, but it certainly is important. You know. Yeah. Yeah, the longer you hold that 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, the more you pay off of the principal over time. So all those payments are just creating more equity for you over time. Right, right. Yeah, I have about $9,000 a year going on principal on, oh. my, on my houses that have mortgages. I have that three, is wonderful. I have yeah. three houses with mortgages and two that are free and clear. Okay. Uh, how long do you expect to live? Well, I'd like to live to be about a hundred and some, but uh, probably won't. Uh, um, hopefully, I'll leave, live into my nineties. Yeah, it's it's an interesting question because you know my husband says the same thing. He wants to live to one hundred and eight, and you know, in the old days when you retired at sixty five, you had maybe a year or two, <laughs> so retirement was a lot easier. But no, nowadays, if you're retiring at 65, you might have another 30 or 40 years ahead of you. Isn't that just it's incredible? Right. And it's we, wonderful. If your health is good, it's wonderful. Yes. Yeah. So we've got to invest in our health and our passive income. I mean, you know, some people might think, wow, you mean you will be taking loans today? Uh, but if you've got 10, 20, 30 years ahead of you, you know, why not? <laughs> why not? Right. And in 2012, I bought that fourplex with a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. So I was 65 years old with a 30-year loan. So that's 95. In 2013, I bought another another fourplex with a permit in the back, another 30-year fixed rate loan. And in 2014, I bought my primary residence, another 30-year fixed rate mortgage. So I'd be in 95, 96, 97 if I still own those three properties. Only own the third one, but but if you take out a thirty-year loan when you're sixty-five and sixty-six and sixty-seven, I think you're an optimist. (laughs) (laughs) But it is something I think about because you know a lot of people get started in their fifties. They've raised their kids, um, the kids are off to college, and they think, "Oh boy, I forgot to think about myself." And they're in their fifties, wondering what in the world they're going to do to to be able to retire. But you know, they would be eighty. By the time they have their loans paid off, and and that could be another twenty years of, of living after that. But now you've got your homes paid off. So, you know what we do know is that there's going to be more and more services for us to live longer and live healthier, to be able to to stay at home and have nurses. Maybe you have your your robot nurse. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of changes <laughs> over the next ten and twenty years. So it is more important than ever to pay attention to what's going to sustain you for that amount of time. It's a really, really fascinating interview to just hear your confidence and, and your ability to, to pull this off. And in your case, with a lot of our members at Real Wealth Network, they buy homes that are already renovated. When you're buying a house that needs to be renovated, are you doing that work yourself or are you hiring contractors? Well, I did in the, for, in the first place. I've never hired a contractor, but I hired maintenance people that I knew that did, did handyman type work. But I'm doing less and less. My goal is to start buying uh, turnkey properties down the road. I don't want to work on them anymore. Yeah, let someone else do it. <laughs> yeah, let somebody else do it. Yeah. And somebody else manage it and send yeah. me a check, and I'll just do a little more traveling and 
That sounds like a plan. Well, what are you doing with your free time in your retirement? Well, travel quite a bit and uh, do some volunteer work. And um, I do a lot. Of, my girlfriend and I do a, dance classes. We do a lot of dancing and um, we do a lot of walking. Just uh, try to keep busy. Enjoying your life. I like, love it. It's like Ben Eastwood said in the movie, don't let the old man in. Busy. <laughs> Got to stay busy. Yep. We as humans need to have goals. We need to have something we're working towards and excited about. What would you say is the biggest obstacle you see when you talk to people about what you're doing? What What do they tell you? <laughs> well, they don't want to take a risk. They, they see it as risky. Mm-hmm. And and I see it as risky that uh, if you don't go out there and, and buy some real estate. You know, mm-hmm. I think the stock market's very risky. They put their money in the stock market. Some of them do. Most of them do. And uh, that's more risk than I want to take. I mean, sure, it's all right to have some money in there, but it's not good to have all your money in real estate or all your money in the stock market, in my opinion. Yeah, my my biggest concern is the, um, you know, the financial engineering that exists today that didn't exist, you know, decades ago, where the Federal Reserve can just print money and as a result, that devalues the dollar and increases asset value. So I, I am concerned about people who are not acquiring assets, hard assets especially, knowing that paper assets are becoming less and less valuable. So I, I agree with you. It's riskier, in my opinion, to not own real estate. I think so. Yep. Now, you mentioned that fear and greed are the two human emotions that are the most difficult to control. What do you mean by that? Well. You know, when you get fearful, you you, you love to make a mistake. You're, you you have a tendency to want to sell, turn everything into cash. At least I do. And um, when you get greedy, when things are really going good and prices are going up too fast, due to inflation or interest rates or or whatever, you want to stay in there and make even more. You start getting greedy, and then all of a sudden it takes a, a nosedive, and and uh, you've lost a lot of money, or you have a big Paper loss, especially mm-hmm. in the stock market. So Warren Buffett said, "Be fearful when other people are greedy, and be greedy when other people are fearful." And I pretty much believe that. Yeah. So, what are you seeing today? Are you seeing fear or greed or both? Well, um, I got rid of some of my real estate debt when I did some 1031 exchanges because I was worried about a recession coming. We certainly have a a lack of supply when it comes to houses for rent. So it's just an excellent time to buy single family rentals. Yeah. Well, this has been just a wonderful interview. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us, Dave. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, all right. Well, thanks for being here. You take care. Thank you. And thank you for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. If you haven't joined the Real Wealth Network already, you might consider checking it out. It's free to join. Just go to realwealth.com and you'll find hundreds of webinars that teach you the ins and outs of real estate investing. Everything from tax benefits to getting the right loans, finding out about asset protection, referrals to property teams and property managers around the country that have a proven track record with our members at Real Wealth. And finally, lots of data on the different markets where you can get either cash flow or appreciation or maybe both. Again, you can check that out at realwealthshow.com. 
Thanks so much for joining me here and stay safe out there. Bye-bye. <laughs>